Everyone needs help at one time or another. It is kind to help someone in need, but our ultimate help comes from the Lord. His provision will meet our needs in ways we can't imagine. Hi, I'm Todd Sepulveda with Ready Your Future, and this is a Bible devotional with a preparedness application. We've been looking at the life of Abraham and in Genesis, and we're going to continue on in Genesis chapter 22. Admittedly, this is kind of another weird passage, and uh, if you haven't heard this one in a while, uh, it might uh, you know kind of get you thinking a little bit. So let's go ahead and read, uh, starting with uh, verse 1 of Genesis chapter 22. Now it came about after these things that God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham, and he said, Here I am. He said, Take now your son, your only son, whom you love, Isaac, and go to the land of Moriah, and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains of which I will tell you. So Abraham rose early in the morning and saddled his donkey and took two of his young men with him and Isaac his son, and he split wood for the burnt offering and arose and went to the place of which God had told him. On the third day, Abraham raised his eyes and saw the place from a distance. Abraham said to his young men, Stay here with the donkey, and I and the lad will go over there, and we will worship and return to you. Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it on Isaac his son, and he took in his hand the fire and the knife. So the two of them walked on together. Isaac spoke to Abraham his father and said, My father. And he said, Here I am, my son. And he said, Behold, the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for the burnt offering? Abraham said, God will provide for himself the lamb for the burnt offering, my son. So the two of them walked on together. Then they came to the place of which God had told him, and Abraham built the altar there and arranged the wood and bound his son Isaac and laid him on the altar on top of the wood. Abraham stretched out his hand and took the knife to slay his son. But the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, Here I am. He said, Do not stretch out your hand against the lad and do nothing to him. For now I know that you fear God, since you have not withheld your son, your only son, from me. Then Abraham raised his eyes and looked, and behold, behind him a ram caught in the thicket by his horns. And Abraham went and took the ram and offered him up for a burnt offering in the place of his son. Abraham called the name of that place the Lord will provide, as it is said to this day, In the mountain of the Lord it will be provided. Then the angel of the Lord called to Abraham a second time from heaven and said, By myself I have sworn, declares the Lord, because you have done this thing and have not withheld your son, your only son. Indeed, I will greatly bless you, and I will greatly multiply your seed as the stars of the heavens and as the sand which is on the seashore, and your seed shall possess the gates of their enemies. In your seed all the nations of the earth shall be blessed, because you have obeyed my voice. So Abraham returned to his young men, and they arose and went together to Beersheba, and Abraham lived at Beersheba. Like I said before, this is kind of a weird passage. You kind of wonder if Abraham and Isaac talked about this openly in front of the other two men because they had, you know, a three days walk back to where they were from. And so uh, it's pretty crazy. I'm sure many psychologists would have a field day with the childhood trauma to Isaac because of uh, what, what went down in Mount Moriah. But if we pay attention to Abraham's words and actions, we can see that he wasn't concerned at all. He might not have understood how it would all play out, but he realized that God was in control. Again, he takes a three-day journey to Mount Moriah with his servants. And then in verse 5, Abraham said to his young men, Stay here with the donkey, and I and the lad will go over there, and we will worship 
and return to you. See, Abraham already knew that he would return with them. In verse 8, he says, God will provide for himself when he's talking to his son Isaac, the lamb for the burnt offering, my son. So the two of them walked on together. See, Abraham is just continuing, moving forward, realizing, hey, God's going to take care of this. God is in control. God will provide the lamb that will be needed for the sacrifice. When we get to verse 13 and 14, Abraham raises his eyes. He looks and beholds there's a ram caught in the thickets by its horns, right? And so Abraham goes, he gets the, the ram and he offers him up as a burnt offering. And Abraham calls that place, the Lord will provide. And then there's, uh, everyone has this saying, in the mountain of the Lord, it will be provided. And so you kind of look at that and you think about that mountain of the Lord. It takes a while to you know climb up a mountain. There might be some hard, uh, you know, there's the valley that you got to probably go into and then you're climbing up the rocks and, uh, you know, the different passages and things like that. And sometimes we get to things in our lives where, it is a little more difficult to get to, but we know that eventually God will provide. And again, Abraham didn't know how it was all going to go down. He didn't know how it was going to play out. I mean, he would, had his son wrapped up, bound up on the wood. He had stretched out his hand and he was ready to bring down the knife. In all of that, he still realized God was in control. The author of Hebrews tells us in chapter 11, verses 17 to 19, but by faith, Abraham, when he was tested, offered up Isaac, and he who had received the promises was offering up his only begotten son. It was he to whom it was said, in Isaac your descendants shall be called. He considered that God is able to raise people even from the dead, from which he also received him back as a type. There's a lot of foreshadowing in the story of Abraham and Isaac and the the sacrificial lamb and all of that that goes down right from where we are with, with Jesus. But and there's a lot that we can talk about here in this uh, verse, in this passage. But I just want to highlight one thing. God will provide. God will provide for you. You might not know what it looks like. You might not even like how it feels, right? Going up the mountain. You might not like how it feels or how it all goes down, but he knows what is best for you. As a child of God, you are in his hands. Philippians 4.19 is a great verse. It says, And my God will supply all your needs according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. Not your riches, not the government's riches, not your family riches, but his riches. Psalms 84.11 is another great verse and one to maybe uh, write down. For the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord gives grace and glory. No good thing does he withhold from those who walk uprightly. It is important to stay focused on him and have the faith that he has you. Again, you might not understand it all, but he is a God who comes close and knows you intimately. He knows your needs before you even know them. So what's the prepper application here? As a prepper, there are many likely people that you are providing for. It could be your spouse. It could be your spouse and kids. It might even be your parents. And you might even be preparing for someone that you're not even directly responsible for, but you are preparing to provide for them. See, there is a degree of faith that you put into preparing in general, but there is even more when you realize that you are providing for others. So stay focused. Preparedness can be a lonely journey for many people. And I've heard from people throughout the years about that, but keep it top of mind. 
keep this thought top of mind that you are giving people opportunities later in an emergency or you are providing comfort and hope during an emergency. You are, even if you're not a believer, doing the Lord's work. So keep moving forward. Let me pray for you. Father, I pray for my preparedness friends, and I pray that that they would continue to stay focused and moving forward on the fact that they are preparing because they are providing for someone else down the road. They might not even know who that person is, but they are uh, they realize that they will be providing for other people. Father, I pray that you would help them uh, in their preparedness journey, even when the times that it's lonely and it doesn't feel like there's other people that they can uh, communicate with and connect with that kind of understands preparedness and, and be able to communicate on their level. But you know, Lord, I just pray that you would help them and to stay faithful and to uh, prepare for something that uh, we might not even know what it is. We might not what it, we might not know what it looks like, but we know that uh, we can make good choices now that can help us later on. We thank you in Jesus' name, Amen. Hey, once again, thanks so much for listening. If you are looking for resources to up your faith journey, then I have some resources in uh, the description and in the show notes, and you can go check those out. And like always, I have the Sunday Sermon Podcast that you can go check out as well. Again, guys, thanks so much for hanging out with me on this devotional. We'll catch you on the next one. God bless you. Peace.